What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. The second, the, the first anniversary of the Ukraine Russia gimmick is that right, or is that coming up like next month? I, I think it's coming up. I heard Tim and Dale talking about it today. That's why I didn't see anything about it. But I guess he's supposed to be traveling to Poland to, uh, I guess, give a speech for the anniversary of America's New Forever War. Uh, to, uh, I guess, get the. Get the troops rallied. None of our troops, hopefully. But uh, get everybody excited about spending all this friggin' money in a country protecting a democracy that's not even a democracy. I talk way too much about Ukraine, so y'all don't let me get started on that because I will go off. I was talking about this scandal, real scandal in Ohio. No, Here's what I want to do to preface This story is the first responders, the people on the ground that were risking their life to get this cleaned up. This is in no way demeaning them and the job they did because they're doing what they're told to do. But when this train wreck happened and they decided to burn these dangerous chemicals, vinyl chloride and others that cause cancer, And other illnesses. I just can't wrap my head around where in that process they thought this was a good idea. Do I know what the other options were? Of course I don't. I don't know what they could have done. But I know what they did do is they made a bad decision. I'm looking at images of it right now. Look at your TV, John Bird. You see that? That's when they first started burning these chemicals. Look at that cloud. It goes up in the sky, creates a giant mushroom cloud, and creates an overcast over the entire city that looks like a storm's rolling in. But it's all the smoke from those chemicals. Spreading to God knows where. You can guarantee it made its way to Pittsburgh 15 minutes east. So what's going to be the result? We just people get sick, people die, lawsuits all over the place, class action lawsuit against Norfolk Southern or whatever this train was. Animals dying all over the place. There's no telling how far this travesty will reach. And in the day and age of climate alarmism, where our very way of life is under threat by the federal government 
and the radical left because of climate change, they're not saying a word about this. Why? Well, it's because you can't sell uh, you can't sell solar panels with a train wreck. You can't sell electric cars because a train derailed. So they have no interest in it. This environmental tragedy does not make them any money, so they don't care. Just like the Nord Stream pipelines, when it blew up, they did it themselves. It created a huge environmental disaster, not a peep from the climate alarmist radical left. Not a peep. This happened on our homeland where a town was nuked. The burn was started by us. That stuff didn't have to burn into the atmosphere. It didn't have to contaminate the waters in the air. This is going to be really, really bad. And you ask yourself, how did this even happen? How, how did this even come about? And I did some investigating to see. And it seems as if there was a malfunction with one of the train cars caught on security camera at uh, factories that were 20 miles, 20 miles away from where this accident happened. There were sparks flying from under one of the cars, some sort of mechanical malfunction, don't know what it is. They've also got these sensors that track the heat of the axles of the train as it passes by. And it gives them an idea of whether or not this train is operating correctly or if something's about to go terribly wrong. They spotted this. This train made it 20 more miles before this happened. Officials say that the train conductors were alerted of this problem and that they began an emergency stop, emergency break process. But 20 miles? Did they make it 20 miles before they were notified? And that's when they started the process? Did the process cause the train wreck? There are several reports out there that say several of these industries, and I'm not putting this on Norfolk Southern or anybody else for that matter, but several of these industries have been skipping out on safety precautions. Regulations in the U.S. are very overreaching in a lot of industries. Most of y'all know that. But there are some that are absolutely necessary. And that's the case here. Because this is going to get really, really, really bad. And the next question, the next question is, why does it keep happening? I can ask you guys all day why Mayor Pete's not saying anything about it. But if it keeps happening, when do we fix it? Hundreds of these train derailments are happening. We had two more happen yesterday in Texas and South Carolina. The one in Texas carrying, again, hazardous chemicals. 
So are we just trying to pick off town by town? By the way, East Palestine, over 70% of that town voted for Donald Trump. If that gives you any indication why Joe Biden hasn't spoken out on this train derailment or as to why Mayor Pete is talking about white construction workers. That'll probably help clear it up just a little bit. But back in 2020, 10, 20, 30, I don't even remember. There may have been 100, for all I know. Trains derailed in the state of Washington. Several of them because of sabotage. People put these wires across the train tracks that breaks up the connectivity between the train and the tracks, causing them to wreck, causing them to derail. One of them crashed and dumped something like 30,000 gallons of fuel just out, out into the wilderness, out into the soil. And the climate alarmists are nowhere to be found? This is insane. Speaking of oil... Everybody will be excited to know that we're about to pull 26 million more barrels of oil from our strategic oil reserves, which just recently hit a milestone of being at its lowest level since the early 1980s. Joe Biden's in the business of making sure we're in a very weak position when something really bad happens. All of these disasters just keep happening across the country, and instead of building up our preparation, we're actually draining ourselves of the tools needed to recover from things. I told you yesterday about Nevada. A fuel pipeline leak caused them to go into a gas shortage. Gas station lines miles long as people just try to get gas. Governor declares a state of emergency. And they're just depleting everything, whether it's oil or it's our weapons, our ammunition, our money. Give it to everybody else. Even the oil, give it to everybody else. We're giving millions of barrels of oil to China not long ago. Are we out of our minds? Yes. As a matter of fact, Andrew, we are out of our minds. There's a um, there's a statement from president uh, officials in Germany, one of the European countries, uh, from today, where they said the U.S. <laughs> they said the U.S. needs to step up on on their aid to Ukraine, especially in the form of military weapons, because Ukraine's running low on ammunition. They need to stock up. We need to step it up on the ammunition that we're providing to them. We haven't given them enough. So, yeah, we may be running out over here, but that's not a good enough excuse. Get it to Ukraine. And we're just, we're just sinking. We're a sinking ship. Something's got to change.
It's got to change quick. It's why I tell you all about Ernest Financial all the time. Your retirement gets dictated by this stuff. The economy is based on these things, these decisions that are being made in Washington, D.C., and it causes you directly to lose money. If you're 55 or older, you got a 401k, 403b, IRA rollovers, tax-deferred, tax-free, whatever it is, I want you to call my man David Ernest and let him get you the information you need. It's not going to cost you anything, but your retirement is absolutely worth it. These guys are asset preservationists. They keep your money in place and you don't lose it. It's going to be one of the best phone calls you ever made in your life. 205-479-0839. 479-0839 and online retirewithernest.com. The line's on 995. Little bit of the line trivia. This song right here. This is me and Trisha's song. Oh. That's right. When we first met, um, I sent this song to her, and I was like, this song reminds me of you. Let's let's use this as our song. And so we did. Did you dance to that song at your wedding? I danced to every song. No, we didn't dance at our wedding. It was very quiet, private, and um, we just we wanted to get away from the paparazzi, so we did it uh, yeah. uh, overlooking my hometown. On a on a big cliff, and my cousin um, my cousin did the ceremony, and our children were present, and that's what we did. It was that's perfect. Awesome. It was freezing, but it was perfect. So uh, yeah, that's our song right there. The, and and one of the things that I'm going to do that would have been perfect for today, but with work and balance and everything, we gotta we gotta plan it out a little better. I'm going to take her on a train. We're gonna take a train ride somewhere. Oh, I heard the train is really, it's a real cool train ride from here to Nolens. Yeah, that's what everybody keeps saying. Yeah. I don't know anything about it, but um, that's our plan. I think it may be an anniversary deal or something like that. Yeah, that's cool. Although it would suck to go to New Orleans and get shot on your anniversary. Yeah. It's would. kind of a dangerous place. I guess you could, okay, here's what you do. You get a round trip ticket, right? You go there, then you turn around and come back. That'd be fine with me. I mean, I'd like to visit New Orleans, but um, I mean, we could just I could get her a bulletproof vest for her birthday. There you go, matching bulletproof vest. Oh, nice. His and hers. Yep. And uh, make sure monogrammed. Monogrammed bulletproof vest. Kevlar, maybe. Of course. And then we can just uh, stroll around Bourbon Street. I like that. I'll back on the train and head out. Have all your headgear on. Now, of course. I've been talking about trains for most of this hour. Um, maybe we need to let that story settle a little more before we do hop on said train. Actually, yeah. Maybe wait for a new transportation secretary before we do that. Yes. It's just, uh, it's just an idea. Hey, let me hop over to Chinese Spy Balloon real quick. You know the one that we shot down Saturday that was over the uh, the border of um, uh, Canada and, and, and the U.S. right there in Montana? I think it was on the Canadian side, mm-hmm. uh, Lake Huron, is it Huron or Huron? Huron. Huron. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out, we found out just today, that the Air Force F-16 shot down the unknown object over Lake Huron. 
missed on its first attempt, and we have nowhere, no idea where that missile went. Wait a minute. It still hasn't been located. This isn't 1914. You're not, you know, you're not like sticking out of a plane with a gun. What in the world? So we Can shot. Zoom in on it. And- I'm, we shot a missile from our F-16. Missed. And uh, and uh, don't know where that missile went. That's not good. Mm-mm. It's not good at all. But. It's out there somewhere. Somebody's got them a good souvenir, I suppose. Probably sending it over to Ukraine, actually. Yes. Somehow, somehow that ammunition ended up in Ukraine as well. <laughs> I've got the feeling. I wonder how far it would travel. No. Look that up and see how far it would travel. Some of these guys in the audience who are in the Air Force probably know. Uh, I'm not even sure what kind of uh, ammunition they were using, but they have no idea where it went. So. Mm. I don't know. I hope they're looking for it. But this this business, we're finding out more and more and more about different reports of these unknown flying objects. And what was bizarre, Leland talked about this a little bit yesterday. Uh, what's bizarre is their unwillingness to say that it's not like UFOs. They're just kind of leaving it out there. And I think it's probably an attempt for them to cover their backside. But why wouldn't you just say, no, these are balloons. They're not aliens. And I know some of y'all don't believe in aliens, but we've got a lot of unexplained stuff out there. If you really look into it, I know for you, John Bird, AI is a bigger threat. Mm -hmm. But if you look into some of this stuff, that it makes no sense to obviously average people, but it makes no sense to the military and they're seeing things with technology that doesn't even exist. I'm just saying. Maybe we can do a, a UFO show one day, too. Deep dive. I like that idea. 545-9950, Will Segments. Coming up next, don't go anywhere. The Line Talk 99.5. With love music. I guess it's a love song. It's a classic, I know that. Yeah, it sounds lovey-dovey. It does, especially when it kicks in right here. Okay, maybe it's about domestic violence. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Just something. I want to push you down. Anyway. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Hey, let me talk about another love story. The love story between you and your biggest investment, that is your home. And we've got brand new partners here on this show with APS, Alabama Professional Services. You want to talk about quality service, taking care of that investment? These are the guys. I got to meet with them just the other day, and I said to myself, hey, these these are the guys I need. I've, I have been looking for foundation specialists for a while, really since I've been on this radio station, because... A lot of you guys are homeowners. These are things you've got to get taken care of, and let me tell you why. Let's just take, for example, your driveway. You got cracks in your driveway. They've gotten bigger over time. This can cause problems. These cracks can get larger. Uh, Water seeps into them. Water seeps into them and freezes, causes them to get bigger. Over time, not only do these cracks widen, but it ends up causing your your entire driveway to break up. Take care of them ahead of time. Be proactive 
And that's why Alabama Professional Services is so good. They do concrete leveling with poly level. State-of-the-art poly level to get that thing leveled out. You're going to love this process once you talk to them and they explain it to you. Very easy to do, and it's going to look absolutely beautiful at your home. I want you to call these guys. Let them know that you heard them here on the line. Let them even know, hey, I appreciate you partnering up with Andrew and John because uh, it's people like that to keep us on the air. 205-974-6876. 974-6876. That's the number. Give them a call or swing by alabamaprofessional.com. It's alabamaprofessional.com, and uh, they're going to get you hooked up. As y'all know, you're, you're our number one priority uh, on this show, and we're not going to steer you wrong when it comes to getting your stuff taken care of, especially when it's dealing with with your home. 134 on the clock, John Bird. You know what that means. It's time for the wheel of segments. Let's go, baby. Love is in the air. Love is in the air. <laughs> now, John Bird, uh-huh. did you set this up? No. Are I'll you tell you, sure? I'll tell you who set it up. Lady Luck. You sure you didn't spin the wheel and make it stop on Love is in the Air? No, I okay. promise. I trust you. I trust you. Well, the good news is that several days ago, I lined something up for this segment. Just in case. Just in case it happened before Valentine's Day. I had no idea it was going to happen on Valentine's Day. But here it is. Perfect match. And what I found was a um it was a website, kind of like a forum. Mm-hmm. And it the, the 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 website owner, if you will, asked the question, what's the worst Valentine's Day gifts you've ever received? And so random people went on here. It's, <laughs> it's a community called boardpanda.com. Okay. And at the top of the page, it says, hey, pandas. I guess they all call each other pandas. Uh, what's the worst gift you've ever gotten on Valentine's Day? And there's some pretty good ones in here. Um, let's see. I'm just going to flip through some of these. I got a, I got jersey, heart-shaped box filled with not chocolates, but beef jerky. That actually sounds good. Uh, yeah, uh- I'm liking that. Like our friends at Wild Hair Jerky? Yeah. Uh, like if they sent us some jerky for Valentine's Day? Come You're on, cuz. Uh, another one says, nothing, at least from my partner. He doesn't believe in Valentine's Day, so it's a big fat zero at our house. Oh. Uh, another guy says, I once gave my wife an inexpensive ring that had a small pearl mounted in a simple setting. She looked at it like I'd mounted a cat turd on a pop top. Gosh. Uh, Another lady says, I got a card, a teddy bear, and chocolates that were bought with my money that he stole from my cash stash. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) His heart's in the right place. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Somebody said uh, they received an eraser. Don't ask. What? Uh, another one says, my boyfriend and I lived in a not-so-great apartment. It, was, it wasn't uncommon to have someone mess with your car. After having my gas tank drained, 
My boyfriend gave me a locking gas cap for Valentine's Day. It went well with the jumper cables my dad gave me for my birthday. Well, that's thoughtful. Yeah, I think it is. Something you need. Uh, Another one says, when I was in my 20s, my boyfriend gave me gold hoop earrings that he said cost him his entire paycheck. After 24 hours of wearing them, my earlobes were Mm. green. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, Let's see. I haven't. I haven't uh, proofread some of these, so if I give you a bad one, my apologies. Ruh-roh. The first one, and o- the first and only time I got a Valentine's Day gift, I got chocolate from an anonymous person and a prank text message from someone saying they were interested in me when I was in my senior year in high school. Oh, man. <laughs> she said she didn't recognize the number. She said asked them who they were. They wouldn't tell them. And uh, she said, if you don't tell me, I'm going to block your number. And they then revealed themselves as someone who used to be a friend. Let's just say she's no longer my friend after that joke. That's kind of mean to do somebody that's, to single. That's depressing. Last year, my ex gave me chocolate, which wouldn't be bad, except I had just started two weeks of not eating dairy. My doctor thought I might be allergic, and I had told him about this a few days earlier. Oh. Thankfully, I'm in a better relationship now. My girlfriend has suddenly been asking me about my favorite candy for a few months. Wow, that was such a bad move. She turned into a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. She switched teams. Yeah. Um, another one, a toaster oven. How does anyone even think this is romantic? Well, breakfast in bed, you know, make some bagels with cream cheese on it. And here's a Debbie Downer. Valentine's Day itself. That's the worst gift. I don't see the point. Why celebrate love one time of the year when you can celebrate it every day? It would make more sense. And those heart candies are a pain to chew. <laughs> Plus, the decorations are kind of cringy. Valentine's are basically half-baked thank you cards. Get off my lawn, you Some, kids. Somebody's single. Yeah. <laughs> The worst Valentine's Day gift I ever got was almost dead carnations in a bud vase. I was doing laundry and found a receipt that indicated he had also bought roses at the same time. So that's how I found out my ex-husband was messing around on me. Oh. Oof. Man. Oh, let's see. Here, I'll just give you a couple more. My cat died from kidney failure on Valentine's Day in 2021. He was the best boy used to sneak underneath my bed so when I closed the door, he would jump up and lay with me or the rest of the night. My cat was five. I'm still trying to find joy on Valentine's Day. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, another one, I caught my ex cheating on me on my Valentine's, on my last Valentine's Day. Oh, man. Uh, this is horrible. This is really This is bad. taking an awful turn. <laughs> uh, a stop off at a petrol station a card written in front of me a card written in front of me thrown at me coupled with flowers from the petrol station gas station and a quit whining lecture because i have my own problems i mean valentine's is a luxury okay that person doesn't speak english apparently uh customized paperweight that's pretty nifty uh, another one, after being together for 10 years and never getting me anything for Valentine's Day, 
And two days after moving out, my ex dropped off a Valentine's Day card. So never got her a Valentine's Day until they broke up. And two days later, he gave her one. This is the most depressing segment we've ever done. I actually thought that. Well, we knew that we were going to be bad. Well, yeah. But, but um, I do one that's really good that will surprise us. Okay, let's see. Turn this see. thing all around. We're going to turn it around. Uh, here we go. Uh, I got a check for $20 from my husband at the time. Not even a card. No, that's not going to work. Um, uh, mm, uh, my, my now ex-husband gave me a full-length terry cloth robe and a bathroom scale. Oof. No, that's not. Oh, it's getting worse. Uh, my then-husband told me he was moving in with his ex-wife. Okay. Gosh. All right. Yeah, there's not any good ones on okay, here. Okay, yeah. So we're just going to go ahead and wrap it up. That's what we call, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Love is in the air. All of a sudden, I feel so much better about my situation today. Mm-hmm. So if we got anything from that, Andrew McLean feels a little bit better. How about that? And that's a good thing. And that's a good thing. 545-9950. Quick break. Back after this. I'm sorry. That's what it sounds like when Valentine's Day sneaking up on me and I'm not ready. Yeah, I I kind of caught behind there. (laughs) So you just you just click something? Click, click, click. We got some sort of Star Wars like Jaws theme song <laughs> with a Star Wars mixer on the side. I don't know what that is. Yeah. But with that last segment, the Wheel of Segments, and all those bad Valentine's Day gifts, maybe that's you. Maybe you've done that. Maybe, and I, I hope this isn't the case, but maybe you're staring a divorce in the ca- in the face. Let's hope that's not the case, but maybe you are. If you are, you need a good attorney by your side. Chuck Davis is your guy. Chuck Davis is the man, whether it's custody or divorce. I know y'all don't want to talk about that on Valentine's Day, but it's a reality. I know there's people out there dealing with it. Get in touch with Chuck Davis. Also, wrongful death, personal injury, slip and fall, even probate contracts and wills. Hit up Chuck. He's got you covered. He's the most personable guy you're ever going to meet. And he's going to care about you. And you're going to know that he cares about you and getting you the best outcome. 205-823-9992. 823-9992. And online, ChuckDavisLaw.com. ChuckDavisLaw.com. No representation is made that the legal services provided are superior to the legal services provided by other lawyers. Got people throwing stuff at me still. Roger says, what about getting Trish a Dear John handshake? What is that? I don't know. That doesn't sound good. Sounds like a gentleman's bet or something. Dear John handshake. Unless that's some sort of weird, you know, like uh, Biden administration official kinky stuff. The old Dear John reach around handshake. Uh, Sissy says that... Uh, her first husband gave her power tools for Valentine's Day. A router and a saber saw. That's why he isn't my current husband. Yeah, you know, you can do that for a husband, but you can't give your wife power tools. Yeah, you know how that, you know what is going to happen there. Mm. He's going to end up using them. That's it. And Alan says he died on Valentine's Day one time. 
but he got better. Fair enough. He, man, this is some weird stuff. It's a weird Valentine's Day. <laughs> Let's hope yours goes better today with um, with your coffee gimmick you're doing. Yes. Uh, who I got? Jerry and Coleman. Yeah. Okay. Power tools. I just heard that. But, uh, you know, don't buy those unless they vibrate. Then I have a <laughs> countdown. You never want exercise equipment if you weigh 110 pounds. Then you get a blender the next time. Then a vacuum cleaner. And today I've got one that uh, apparently he went in, messed up, wasted. Uh, he don't smoke crack. Now I'm wondering. That was, hello, happy Valentine's Day to my favorite aunt. And it wasn't even fine. <laughs> <laughs> to say that sucks, but it's not going to be sucking for him. <laughs> now, that's bad. Don't you? I mean, really? What did you do? You went in that unisex bathroom or something? I don't know what you did. But that's all I have to say. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Jerry. Caller of the year so far. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? If she came to the comedy club, I would pay to watch her. You know, after phone calls, uh, even just for a brief moment, I will uh, take a moment to unpack what the caller said. Uh, I will not be doing that in in this case. I don't think I can. But, Jerry, thank you. Call us more often, please. And good luck uh, next year, next year's Valentine's Day, because 2024 is going to be your year. I feel it. You're, you're due one. You're definitely due one. Um, man, where do I go from this point? Is it time for Leland Show yet? <laughs> It'll be here in a minute or two. There was a story I did need to bring to you guys that I'm going to have to put it off till tomorrow, but it's very important for me. Um, it is this lawsuit that's currently going on with the Walker County Sheriff's Department, and it involves a suspect who shot at police and then initiated a manhunt to find the guy. He was arrested, taken into custody. He then suffered a medical event, which prompted police there in Walker County to take him to the hospital And then three hours later, he passed away. There's a lot of details that need to be unpacked on this story now that it's hitting the headlines with this lawsuit. And I'm going to have to step up on behalf of this sheriff's office because these are good people. And from what I've read out of this lawsuit, it sounds pretty defamatory to me. But we'll find out. Tune in tomorrow, and I'll break it all down for you. Leland Live, up next. Happy Valentine's Day, and until next time, see you, cuz. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby at the whole school. Yeah, just I hurt me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's always football season, wherever you listen. 